G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio. I'm your host Abia and this week I'm joined by Tide. We're doing a little bit of a, a special feature today because we're, although hearing something neatly sounds difficult. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man. Um, yeah, dude, you've got a new PC and the people at home, yes, that's right, we are live this week. We are, we've got some people on Twitch, uh, watching us as we record. Yeah, dude. I got a Ryzen 7 30, I think it was the 3070X. 3700X, sorry. Yeah, got a 500 gig NVMe, NVMe uh, SSD. Oh, nice. Two terabyte hard drive for space. Were you, were you getting ready for Cyberpunk or something? Nah, look, if I'm being honest, the game that I was actually doing it for was Total War. <laughs> you know, yeah. Warhammer 2. Yeah, yeah. Because my old PC... Just like I could, I couldn't, I couldn't keep playing it at like you know twenty five <laughs> frames. I just couldn't keep doing it. Wow. Yep. No, fair so point. and I think any anyone who anyone who keeps up, yeah, man, Total War's <laughs> That's awesome. That's right, Lucas. Anyone who keep anyone who keeps up with um our content will probably have noticed in I think my squadrons review I mentioned you know my CPU was gone or even on the podcast I mentioned it last time I was on. So it was just time, yeah. you know, drop yeah, some man. cash, get it done for sure. Yeah, and now's a good time because like the new um, Nvidia cards came out, the new AMD processors came out. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. And like especially with the thirty eight, isn't that coming out? Like the um, the twenty series, so your twenty sixty seventies and your eighties are like starting to drop in price now, which is you know because yeah. the thirty eighties are for, for sure. Like man. the thirty seventies, eighties, and nineties are awesome, but who needs like ten plus gigabytes of video RAM at the moment? Yeah, especially depending on the resolution you play, like playing. Yeah, it, you know. know. Like, did you upgrade your monitor or anything like that? No, nah, no. Nah. So I'm still, I'm still sticking to 1080p for a while. That's why I went with the 2060. So I can get so, which is plenty, which is plenty. That, and you know. know, I just wanted, I only got the 20 series. I only got a 20 series because I wanted to ray trace. I wanted to see what that was all about. So yeah, yeah, it can make a difference, man. In some games. Well, in Watch Dogs, it made a, it made a difference. Like yeah. I wouldn't recommend playing it with ray tracing because that game is terribly optimized, as I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it de- you, once once you've seen once you've seen what ray tracing can do, especially look with like something like Call of Duty Cold War. Yeah, you know, say what you will about that game, but yeah, it makes a big difference. Hundred percent, man. Like once you've seen it, it's hard to go back. Yeah, I can imagine that. But hey, man, congrats! That's that's awesome. Cheers, it's, it's it's always a good feeling when you've got new new toys to play with you know because no matter how old we get we're still children at heart exactly and so did you do the thing where you uh booted up a game that you couldn't really run well before and then you just wanted to see how much better it runs and then you're it. like yeah 100 <laughs> percent. well like i said i bought it for total war first game i installed and played was total war and i was just like yeah oh man <laughs> i'll turn everything up <laughs> that's awesome dude that's awesome Oh man, I can't wait till I build a new PC, which is gonna be waiting for a little while. But you know what? <laughs> uh, that's it's it'll be worth it. I, I swear. It's always worth the wait <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, before we talk about the news that happened in the in the gaming oh, yeah. world this week, let's touch on um, our main story that we released this past week on Double Jump. Ethan, uh, one of our newest writers, um, he dropped his review for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which folks at home, if you're not aware, is basically the sequel to Hyrule Warriors, which is the the Dynasty Warriors crossover with The Legend of Zelda. It's 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 a really cool idea. And with Age of Calamity, like I, I just love the fact that Omega Force, which is a developer, like could capture the kind of the style, the aesthetic of Breath of the Wild so like so well. Well, that's one thing they've they've been good at with all their releases, you know. Like they mm. they 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 tend to do a lot of licensed work from Japan, you yeah. know. Like they had a Berserk game come out a while ago, and they yeah. you know they're pretty good at capturing the authenticity of their license. Which is which is funny because you always like Dynasty Warriors was kind of like this joke series from most <laughs> people who went into the games as like oh look at this thing it's just the same thing again and again you're just hitting people but you know what. It, it takes a, it's got some polish to it which is good yeah and i mean like say what you will about the whole muso musu muso whatever it is genre as a whole 
Um, mm. You know, it has its place. It's like FIFA in that. Yeah. You know, doesn't yeah, really change sure. too much, but... Oh, fair enough, man. You know, it's not triple. It's not triple A development, but yeah. it is. It, it's cool. Double <laughs> A has a place. It's got its fans. It's got its fans, and I'm I'm glad that you know Ethan like kind of enjoyed his his time with it, despite you know some of the let's see messy design choices that are uh, the the developer made. But you know what? Maybe comes with the territory. I think it's I think also good on Nintendo for being willing to work with people like that. Like Cadence of Hyrule came out a couple of years ago mm. and was like a really cool um take on zelda as well so that's awesome yeah well it's always good to see them like studios take established ips and try something a bit different with them before we uh you know bore everyone to death about you know <laughs> muso how about we talk about the news that took place this Might past be week a good shout <laughs> the uh the main story as it has been for the last few weeks, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, because that'll never be out of the news. Oh, mate. Like, it's a few more days, but I feel like even after release, it's still going to be in headlines for one thing or another. No, I've got to the point where I feel like come Friday when it releases, it's just going to be like a prank. Like the game was never real. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that'd be the funniest thing ever. Like Duke Nukem forever or yeah, whatever yeah like, like it's like games. duke nukem forever it just cut like but even worse like you, everyone gets their pre-orders in the mail or they go pick them up and they just open the disc and it's just it's like surreal a, like they're cheer, just, cheers for your money mate it, no when you when you get the when you open up the game you take the disc out and then it disintegrates in your hands <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, the reason why the game's in uh, in headlines this week, <laughs> don't bring up Duke Nukem Forever. That wound still hurts. Oh, Lux. Yep, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, definitely. The reason why CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077 were on the news this past week is uh, for a couple of things. CD Projekt Red, which is the developer slash publisher of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, detailed how uh, current-gen players will be able to transition their... Oh, sorry, previous gen now. Like, come on, these new consoles will come out. So <laughs> come on, PS4 up, and Xbox One players, how they will be able to transfer their saves onto the equivalent consoles in the new generation. So using Microsoft's smart delivery feature, which kind of makes things very seamless when you're transitioning from Xbox to Xbox. Uh, basically, oh, it definitely does. players who are playing the Xbox One version on the Xbox Series X or S, it'll just transfer over as soon as you kind of you know, start playing the game on on your new system. Now, with Sony, it, it's 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 not quite as elegant, but it is very like s- sounds relatively smooth. So, if you are playing on the PlayStation Four version of the game on your PS Four, as long as you've uploaded the your saves to the cloud via PSN, or you've copied your save files onto a USB stick, as long as you log in with the same PSN account and on your PS5 when you pop in the PS4 disc or download the PS4 version of the game your save should transition over via the cloud now same thing with uh, transferring the saves via USB as long as you've done that you can put it onto the, the USB a drive and then transfer that over to your PS5 or if you have your PS4 and your PS5 on the same Wi-Fi or you know wired network at home you'll be able to transfer over that way so it, it's yeah, good to so see Pretty pretty seamless, regardless which way yeah. you're going. Really, obviously one's easier than the other, but they're nothing too complicated. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. When I was writing this article for the first bit, I actually thought they were talking about the like the the PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S versions of the game, like the ones that are gonna come out on uh, them. But yeah, it's but not. no, I'm pretty sure they've been delayed till next yeah, year. Yeah, they're ne- they're coming next. They're next year. gen versions. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that the transition would be just as easy there, but you know, I imagine if like I can I can only speak for the smart delivery because that's the only thing I've really used. Yeah, has like it been smooth? Definite... Pardon? Has it been smooth? Yeah. Well, I've only really tried it with like two games, and that was um, <laughs> Valhalla and Yakuza, and yeah. it's it's as simple as putting a disc in, and it yeah. just installs the Series X versions, which is simple. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the only thing that's got me a little worried is the fact that they've delayed these next gen versions, which I can see being messy. Come like with regards to the saves, because mm. when it comes time to like when they've when the next gen versions are released or the next gen update or however they're doing it releases, I can see that causing some confusion. 
you know well yeah. like, you know like if you've got a series x you're running the backwards compatible version of cyberpunk 2077 which is what everyone will be doing you transfer your saves over and then january february whenever it comes out it, um you download and install the series x version like does that overwrite the previous gen version well that's the thing with like yeah that's the only thing i see is like messy i think with microsoft it's a lot smarter like when we, when i was talking to ed in in the last week's uh, last week's episode like ed said that and and this has been publicized as well you know with with like things like call of duty and stuff when mm. you're on ps5 it downloads the ps4 version of the game like it's not a very clear dis- distinction call of duty is very shady with what they've done though yeah like the way they the way their whole next gen upgrades work like i wouldn't really say is the standard because they're, <laughs> they're dodgy as like yeah. If you go to buy a disc, you've got to make you got to really read the boxes if you're on a, if you're on the Xbox because most copies will be Xbox One versions that do not upgrade automatically. Oh. They don't. They aren't. New, they aren't taking part in smart delivery. So the only real way to do it is to spend in Australia a hundred and twenty four dollars on a next gen version or buy the cross gen bundle on the store, oh. which gives you both versions of the game. It's very right. very shifty, very oh, shady. That's shit. But I yeah. guess that's the problem with. Like I guess you can't force your third party. No, you like, can't publishers to do something. I guess, but you know, and it's it's Activision. Like, were they ever going to like make things easy for consumers? Well, hey, you know what? You think they would because they they've clearly made it very easy for Call of Duty players to spend a lot of money. Yeah, Ty, do you want to take away the next story? <laughs> well, Call of Duty has made Activision about three billion dollars in revenue in the last twelve months. Yeah, and that's US. And that's US, so if you want to convert that to Australian, like, good luck to you. It's probably like five or something, five yeah. billion or something, you know? Yeah, they've they've made quite, <laughs> quite ba- the bank on um, Call of Duty. And that's not just in game sales, that's in um, revenue through Warzone, Call of Duty Mobile. That's that's a lot of uh, costumes. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, operator characters and stuff. And a lot of emotes, man. It's a lot of Fortnite dancing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they they reckon it's up eighty percent from the year before, which is crazy. And actual and actual sales, not just revenue, actual sales are up forty percent. You know, to be fair, so, people have been really happy with Modern Warfare as like uh, like a full Call of Duty Call of Duty release in the longest time. Well, I, I got to be honest, like I don't hate Call of Duty, but yeah. I've definitely not. I don't partake in it yeah. regularly, but I must admit that last year's Modern Warfare was quite good uh, did you play if it? I'm being honest I did actually like e- e- like honestly the campaign was interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's the first time it's the first time in a long time I've seen Call of Duty actually like try to broach the topics of its namesake yeah it, you know the multiplayer was fun yeah you know um, Warzone was a, obviously a big hit among everyone yeah and um, yeah, like overall, it was just a solid package, which is something after like Black Ops Four, I think it was, didn't have a campaign and all this other nonsense. Like it was, um, it was just it was kind of like seeing them find their feet again. I think, you know what I mean? And, and good on them because I think yeah. Call of Duty players deserve that. Well, that's it. And when you got like nine hundred studios working on these <laughs> games, like there's, it's good to see some consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but it doesn't just stop there. Like, we're talking about like people liking Call of Duty. They reckon um, Activision have boasted that 200 million people have played some form of Call of Duty. You know, whether it's Warzone, you know, the shared battle pass progression, taking pass, and all that stuff. They reckon, yeah, 200 million people have um, taken part. So it's definitely popular. Like 85 million people played Warzone alone. All right, like that's yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. Like I didn't realize absolute insanity. Like I didn't realize how popular that was. Yeah, like you go online and you always see the same sentiments about Call of Duty, but like the reality is, it's immensely popular. Yeah. Even now, like I don't know what if I don't, I don't know they don't number them, so I don't know what number like release we're up to at this point. Yeah. But clearly, it has a market, and clearly, people are happy with it. Yeah. You know what? Kudos to the the people who made call of duty modern warfare because i think that game being like a good game probably meant that people would give warzone a chance who might not otherwise i mean obviously it was free as well but still well that's it it it, it attracted people who otherwise wouldn't have bought it like myself i yeah. wouldn't have bought a call of, i wouldn't have bought it had i not heard good things yeah and it's and it's good to see infinity ward 
kind of win back some of the the fanfare that they used to have under the Vince under Vince Sampella and all that. Yeah. Because ever since that debacle, when you know half of Infinity Ward left to go start respawn. Yeah, I think it was about ten years ago. Um, yeah, that was stage. a long time ago yeah. now. And you know, um, ever since that happened, Infinity Ward kind of you know Call of Duty Ghosts was the first time in a long time that. Call of Duty kind of got met with a lot of criticism yeah. from the community. Same goes for, um, what was it, Infinite Warfare, yeah, the, the space, space one. one. Yeah. People were not happy with that, even though it was a, you know, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't a bad game by any stretch, but it wasn't what people wanted. So to see him come back with a reboot of what made them famous to begin with, mm. you know, and have be as good as it was, I think that's a nice thing. Now, are you going to play Cold War? Uh, probably not. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It depends. Like, I've heard a lot of mixed things about Cold War, especially with regards to performance on literally every platform. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if you heard about the um, the new consoles and their crashing issues. I feel like there's always crashing issues. No, but the, there's crashing issues. Games are crashing, but also when they crash, shutting down consoles. I don't know if it's just oh, yeah, Series yeah. X. I think PS5. I've heard it's on PS5 as well, yeah. Yeah. But apparently, Call of Duty is like especially egregious. Like people can't finish the campaign because at a certain point in the campaign, it just turns off your like. It's like the console can't keep up, which I don't really believe. I wouldn't. I I I hesitate to think it's a an overheating issue. Yeah, but yeah and then you know i've heard some things about pc performance but call of duty's always been hit or miss on pc depends yeah. on which one you really play yeah that's true yeah i don't know maybe they'll iron those things out in the patch soon and things will be right as rain oh yeah you know another 200 gig patch <laughs> oh oh i had to uninstall modern warfare yeah because it, it just got ridiculous i'm just like i can't justify this. especially if you've got like a 500 gig ssd like that's like two other games or three other games that you could probably fit. well that's that that's it isn't it and yeah. like i think i think we're in a time now with games and you know their sizes where i think you know up to you know size optimization you know file compression all that i think that's really important mm. now more so than it was 10 years ago yeah especially with your like 4k gaming and all that you know For sure. like, you know I, I don't see how you can justify just throwing out 100 gigabyte patches like you're even talking about internet plans like mm. Jesus Christ. Especially in Australia where, like, you know, unlimited internet, like, unlimited data internet only really became popular, like, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. If a few, that, Yeah, a few years ago it became yeah. widely affordable. Yeah. And then even then, internet speeds in Australia are still trash. Exactly, exactly. So, you want to download a 100 gigabyte patch, like, you're going to be there for a day, at least a day or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that might become a problem if you're going to be preloading your games if you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber. <laughs> now, you Sweet. have an Xbox. Are you... Yes. Do you have Game Pass? I do. What do you think? It's it's pretty much the reason I stayed with Xbox going <laughs> into the next gen. It's it's just such a good... Um, it's good value, It's right? just such good value. Like, yeah. you can't... You know, you can't really complain. You get, like, a bunch of games, whether or not you re- you want to play them or not. Like, you've got that... You make that money's work. And now that EA Play's been rolled into it, as well as, like, gold That's and the true. price has That's dropped. True. Yep. You know, it, like, for the price of what Xbox Live used to be monthly, you get Game Pass, EA Play, games with gold. Yeah. Like, and and just, Xbox Gold. Uh, Xbox Live Gold, yeah. And Xbox, and Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, which is awesome. You know, it, it's really, it really makes me think about when Microsoft was touting at the start of the Xbox One's life about how they wanted to be like a service rather than a... And this is kind of the way to do it. You know, and this is, and I think they've finally found how they're going to accomplish that. You know, For this sure. is, you know, as a, games as a service in this fashion, like it's the Netflix model, but applied to games in a much smarter yeah. way. Yeah. And- than something like PS Now's initial launch. Exactly. Yeah. And chat, let us know. Like your thoughts on the idea of Game Pass as well, because definitely be interested in that. But let's talk about the news that actually happened with regard to Game Pass. Yes. So uh, just last Monday, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft uh, released an update for the Xbox One and both the Xbox Series X and S uh, that allowed that adds the ability for players to preload games uh, before they actually you know get released on the service. Yes. And potentially that could save a lot of time and maybe potentially save some bandwidth because you're not going to be like trying to download the game at the same time as everyone else you know, no, on day one. Which is always <laughs> nice. You know, other platforms have been doing that for like paid games and all that. 
But I think yeah. the real interesting thing to come from this is less so, you know, how much it's going to save time for people, but does that possibly hint that, you know, because we already know that first part, a lot of first party titles launch on Game Pass now, like yeah. the Halo yep. titles, the Gears titles and all that. But with the acquisition mm. of Bethesda, are we yep. going to see a lot more first party titles coming out and releasing direct to Game Pass? Oh, hundred percent. I, I, I you know, expect like Elder is you know like Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield. They're definitely going to be in some way, I... shape, or form exclusive. Are they going to be exclusive to Game Pass or? That's what I'm thinking. I, I can, I can, I can definitely see that being a thing where um, Microsoft saying, you know, like you know, Starfield day 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 and date on Xbox, and you know, preload now or whatever. You know? Yeah, you know, preload what I mean? starts. Two weeks early for Xbox Game Pass subscribers, or like you know, three days early. Yeah, or basically what EA were cool. doing with EA Play, where you got the yeah, early trials exactly. and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, play Dragon yeah. Age Inquisition for ten hours a day before launch, or whatever it was. Yeah, and all that yeah. nonsense. Like I can definitely see them going <laughs> about that, but just basically like here's the game. If you got Game Pass, you get it yeah. like a week early. <laughs> yeah, and in his uh, post on Xbox Wire, Jonathan Hildebrandt, uh, which is a uh, Who's Microsoft's principal program manager of Xbox experiences? Jesus Christ, that's a <laughs> that's a mouthful. That's a title. <laughs> um, uh, just you know, kind of tempered expectations by explaining that this feature would only be available to you know select amount of t- uh, titles, which kind of makes sense if you yeah. think about you know the work involved. Um, but the cool thing is that if you've got the Game Pass app, and I think Microsoft's done a lot of good work with regard to Xbox like apps that'll help you kind of manage your systems and stuff definitely and being able to queue up your downloads like remotely like could you like that's cool like being able to make sure that your downloads are kind of ready to go like you could be at the office and like preload the game and just get it all ready before you even get home to turn on the console you can go as like their their app stuff like you can basically do pretty much anything now from your phone or your desktop whether it's control your console or you know um preload games purchase things on the store Mm. much like the much like something like the steam app for example where you can if your pc's on you can install games locally but yeah you know assuming you've got your console set to instant on you don't have to have it actually on to do these things which makes it even more nifty exactly exactly and ah, let's see uh, the other kind of couple of added features were the tagging of games in the store as being quote-unquote optimized for series x slash s yeah um which is probably good for people who are just kind of browsing through and not sure what's going to be like what's being upgraded and whatnot and it is still a bit confusing i must admit like going through the store like it it labels it very clearly but it because there's no clear distinction between next gen versions and thing it's basic for most games it's just like a buy it smart delivery and whatever so i could see it being a little bit confusing but overall yeah it's pretty straightforward yeah that's the thing i think the the more clearer like let's be honest there aren't really exclusives for this new generation like besides something like demon souls yeah there's no there's no heavy hitting you know astros and miles morales yeah like on the xbox side like i can't really think of like an exclusive exclusive no, there there isn't. Like, I think the only exclusive exclusive that dropped was like Gears Gears Tactics, which had been out yeah. on PC, I think. So yeah, so it's it's having some sort of indicator in your store would be a good idea because it at least brings attention to the fact that you know what this was actually worth getting. Yeah, like I think they've added a category as well, so it's like optimized for X Games. Click there, mm. which is fine. I mean, the list isn't huge, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and also there's uh, more dynamic backgrounds as well as an auto HDR indicator in the Xbox guide so that you actually know when uh, you know, HDR is turning on and things yeah, like well, that, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, you know, that's not like a... I, 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 like, I'd assume HDR would be on assuming you're running on the correct hardware, but yeah, it's good to know yeah. if a game's actually doing it. That's the thing, like... I, because I feel like I feel like playing through, you play through some games and you, you sit there and you're like I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> you, I've got the option turned on, yeah. but this doesn't look that mu- that, that doesn't look that much better. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The the friendly console features don't just yeah. end there. Like over on, on Team Red, we had some uh, good news come out of uh, 
our folks over at Japan. Ah, yes, with uh, Nintendo, they've made hey. um, they've made it much easier to share Switch screenshots. So, for oh. anyone who's got a Switch <laughs> like myself, you know, sharing thing, sharing screenshots and captures from the Switch to anything but the Switch is a bit of a pain. And now they've made it, you know, unless you were to upload it to a social profile of some form. Um, but yep. the later, with the latest system firmware update, they've made it now you can wirelessly connect and to smart devices to share things in albums. You can connect via a USB to, charge, to copy larger things to another device and things like that, which is, I think, interesting considering the Switch is a handheld feature. I've always, a handheld device, I've always assumed that should have been like a day one feature but it's you know yeah it's good to see them you know have some smoothness because i think nintendo's been doing a few things lot right lately you know off in their little corner being quiet <laughs> that's the thing i like nintendo skirts the line between like console generations and stuff and yeah there have been rumors swirling about something like a nintendo switch pro and I just hope that with this, if there is like a Switch Pro or like, you know, the new Switch, whatever it's going to be, that Nintendo kind of makes things, like, makes things much easier. Like, you know, well, this like is voice this chat is, and stuff like, this, like that. This like, is we'll, the thing with Nintendo, right? Like, yeah. And it's been a problem. They've ha- It's been a problem they've had since like the Wii, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. their console interfaces, their, you know, their ease of use for their functions, like, their eShop is disgusting. <laughs> Like, like I, I'm sorry. Like, it, you can you can get around just fine, but it just it's it looks disgusting. Things look it shows the most overpriced things first. It's just like it's not a good impression. It just looks like an online shop from like 2010. This is what I'm saying. It's like it it doesn't feel like a lot of their software features don't feel 2020. Yeah, you know, like, and it's been a problem with them since the Wii when they started doing this whole like we're lagging behind the other. No, you know Microsoft and Sony in technical um, power, in hardware power, but we're doing. Yep. They've always got that unique gimmick, which is fine, but that doesn't mean your software has to look atrocious too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not. I like oh. Nintendo. I do, but like, come on. <laughs> you know, I like. You know, come, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Especially when you're like you. You are on the Xbox Store every day. Like you're you're navigating through the Xbox dashboard, and then compare that to what's on the Switch. It's like you can, you day, take the Xbox dashboard, which I think you know is universe among consoles. I would say is universally the best one, purely because of how easy it is to navigate everything at yeah. once. Yeah. Like you can legit go from one screen to something to like you can go from the store to your hard drive to anything with like two buttons. Yeah. You know, like say what you will about how it looks. I know people aren't a fan of the Windows 8 tiles, but you know, yeah. it functions, it's quick, it's snappy, and you can do a lot in very minimal presses, but then you go over to something like the mm. Switch and it's just yeah. like guys <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. catch no, up I a bit. See that. And Nintendo can do it too. They were front runners for the gaming thing for how for, for the gaming scene for how long? You know, a couple of decades. A couple right. of decades. So you know, they can definitely they definitely do it. I just don't. But they feel... always like kind of shoot themselves in the foot sometimes. Like, you know, like yeah, the, Nint- the Nintendo sixty four had some advanced graphical capabilities, but then they limited to limited the RAM. So then all the textures in games were so low resolution that everything just looked blurry or there was like this fog that persisted throughout <laughs> everything and then with the with the gamecube they had a technically had a, a stronger piece of hardware than the ps2 they did um, well it was stronger than the ps2 then like the, on paper the, anyway well yeah but like it, it could do better graphics but because of the limitation of the GD, like not the GD ROM, like whatever those mini DVD ROMs that they had. Yeah, the mini discs, and that's that's what stuff. So was. there was not enough storage. So then, like you'd hamstring your console, like, and then with the Wii, yeah, the like, Wii, you had this awesome thing, <laughs> but it wasn't HD. No, and it it, it, it wasn't HD. Yeah, it, it you know it it had a strange it, selection of games. Online was like a nightmare. Online was a pain in the ass, and. The nunchucks and stuff were not wireless. Like you had to plug them into your like your Wii mode. Like there was, there was a lot of things. You know, and like even like the Wii U, which was a cool idea, but yep. like I don't know anyone who wants to play a game 
with a tablet instead of a controller. Yeah. So there's your first problem. But like even that, it had like <laughs> it was exactly the same as the Wii for all intents and purposes with regards to like, you know, UI, you know, bandwidth management, like everything. It was all the same. Yep. And it's even like even naming wise, man. Oh. And then <laughs> and then the Switch. I just I can't get over the fact that Nintendo thought, oh, we're gonna launch a console <laughs> in twenty sixteen. And it's going to have all these other novel features, new stuff. We're going to try all this stuff. Oh, by the way, you can't chat. You've got to chat via some connected... <laughs> Which you now have to pay for, like, by the way. Switch online account on uh, app on a mobile device. You know, like it was free before, but you got to pay yes, for it now. and which didn't come out for a couple of years. Yeah, and it didn't... It, it, the Switch online service didn't launch for a couple of years after the Switch came out, so... Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> no, but it's like you even look at something like, like Sony going from PS3 to PS4 where they started charging for PlayStation Plus. It was mandatory to play online. But they offered incentives yep. like um, PS Plus giving you free games or deals and stuff like that, like Nintendo. Well, that started on the PS4 three like towards the but end it did, but, but it did it, uh, it, but what i mean I, yeah but what i mean is like because it became mandatory on the ps4 yeah. to play online like they had to have these things carry yeah. over and just yeah. sweeten the deal whereas like with nintendo we're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. give us ten dollars a month yeah for for a service that sometimes works and we'll give you some we'll give you like a whole bunch of super nintendo and nintendo games that you've already probably bought on like multiple systems <laughs> that you've had to buy <laughs> on every platform since the gamecube again yeah I, I'm still. I just still want a legal way to play uh, Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance because it's the <laughs> game that, like, when I had a Game Boy Advance, I always wanted to play, but I never could own it. And it was just like on the back of the box of the of the Game Boy Advance, always just teasing me and reminding me that one of the best games in the system was one that I never had. Like, yeah, which you. is which is funny too because they <laughs> seem to have been doing a lot of um, you know Wii U remasters and Wii remasters lately. So maybe. Maybe you'll get yeah. and Metroid Prime Dude. Four did get announced, so maybe you'll yeah. get a fusion remake or something. That would see that would be cool. Like imagine like an like like what they did with uh 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 what was it the Links like you know the one Links Adventure oh what was it called Advent oh, oh. the remake that they did a couple of uh couple of, like last year or so um, yeah, 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 yeah Zelda I... Two or whatever it was but that that yeah. was cool. But and that was like a remake of an original Game Boy game. So like Nintendo, like when Nintendo can be bothered, it'll do the work. Well, I think that sums it up really. When Nintendo can be bothered, yeah, that's the thing. Because <laughs> they're very inconsistent with their choices. What they they remade? I think what was it? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the first mm. one. Mm-hmm. What about X though? Like a lot of people played Chronicles. Not a lot of people played X. So why wouldn't you remake so that one? Was X the because that was the Wii U version? That was the Wii U exclusive. Yes, I always thought of that as just being a re-release of the original game plus some extra story. But is it actually its own for, separate for game? X? Yeah, X is a completely different game. See again, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> X. And if I'm being honest, it is a really good game. Yeah, yeah, like it, it come out and like it died with the Wii U. Yeah. And like I think the only two games I've seen really besides Bayonetta, which was always going to get ported over, that got carried over from the Wii U were Wonderful 101 and um, Tokyo Sessions. Yeah. The Persona Fire Emblem Fire Emblem crossover. Oh, that's right. That was a yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but they've got there's they've got this like immense like library of games that nobody played. Mm. It, you know, and like the Switch <laughs> doesn't have a whole lot going in. New yeah. releases. Oh my god! Sorry, I just saw this thing saw- on Kotaku about uh, oh, buy by anime, but by the gift of anime, and then reminded me that um, what's happening? Uh, let's see, Akira, Akira in 4K, the re-release. Oh, I got to get tickets. That at IMAX, dude. That's at IMAX, and apparently they're doing like uh, they're doing the larger aspect ratio on it. Totally off topic. I'm so sorry, but we were talking <laughs> about Xenoblade Chronicles, which is like like an anime it relates it's japanese (laughs) yeah it's and like i remember like the trailers and stuff for it looking really beautiful especially because like the scale of the game running on a wii and then the wii u i was really taken aback by it well you gotta the ambition of um xenoblade x as well like this was a game where you could get a mech and just fly Mm. across a giant map yeah which was like you know it ran pretty poorly but (laughs) 
or at yeah. least inconsistently it had its moments but yeah um yeah again like why wouldn't you just re-release it without all the nonsense exactly the ah you know what <sighs> that's the thing like i feel like this next year of nintendo like the switch i guess because we didn't really have like an e3 like a full-on e3 that we didn't really get to see nintendo show off like announce a whole slew of games to be fair nintendo haven't really been a presence at e3 for a while now. but you had the treehouse streams you had the directs. yeah but they just they just kind of do their directs and yeah i think they've resided to being a niche thing now like <laughs> not niches in like small because they're definitely not small but um like they've got a certain appeal mm. and i think they're quite happy to enclose themselves in that yeah if that makes sense yeah like we'll do what we keep doing but there's no real need to sort of like branch out and expand yeah well i'll tell you what speaking of anime video games and expanding (laughs) and making a lot of money around the world how about we talk about genshin impact ah yes everyone's favorite everyone's favorite breath of the wild slash anime slash gotcha game mysterious chinese youtube game that just, like, just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know. Like, I feel like that came out... Like, trailers appeared out of nowhere. Oh, it definitely didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, it did. But the trailers the just... popularity went did. everywhere. They were everywhere. The trailers were everywhere all over YouTube. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, it, to me, the strange thing is seeing a gacha game get this popular. Like, have you yeah. ever played a gacha game? No. Oh, so, man. do you know what they are? Well, they're kind of like... um, They're kind of like... The closest thing to gambling you can get in Japan, right? As a video game? They are literally gambling. (laughs) (laughs) They are literally gambling. I remember you writing about it a a while ago. Pardon? I I remember you writing about... Yeah, uh, it was my first piece for Double Jump, actually. Yeah. I wrote about um, Fate Grand Grand Order. Yeah, Fate Grand Order. Yeah, and how it made a billion dollars back in... (sighs) Jesus, how long ago was that now? Ooh, that's a couple years years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it made a billion dollars and, you know, here comes Genshin Impact. (laughs) Yeah, so basically the news is that uh, the developer uh, Miho-yo has reportedly earned about 393 million US dollars uh, since the game launched in well, at the end of September, September 28th, 29th. Mm-hmm. And this is according to a report from Sensor Tower, which is like a like a mobile app reporting agency, like a market research agency, right? And has crunched the numbers. And obviously, this isn't official. This is just based on the calculations that the company's done. But, you know, half a billion dollars Australian in about two months and this is just the mobile versions like this is just the android and ios versions yeah i can't i can't imagine what like the pc versions or the ps4 versions would have earned as well yeah because it's available on ps4 and pc as well well i played it on pc you know i guess granted people maybe people who are used to playing on mobile games like they tend to like in-app purchases are so easy in those systems that maybe you know maybe the income is higher there than you'd expect on other systems but like have even you played then, any get, have I played Genshin? Yes, I have. What did you think? It makes it definitely on PC. It definitely makes it easy easy to make purchases. Oh, okay. So I would I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if um they made a lot of money on yeah. both the PS. I mean, I don't know about the PS4, yeah, but definitely on PC because it runs through its own client. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as your credit card's in, you're ready to go. And there's no thirty percent. Um, kind of cut no or 20 percent cut oh that's awesome no they're not they're not paying a um they're not paying a cut to uh, storefronts mm-hmm. so they're collecting just straight cash yeah and the thing is like there's always been that term in mobile i think pretty much any free-to-play kind of game is that the concept of whales where the majority of players <laughs> will never put a dollar in or might only put a couple of dollars into a free-to-play game but then oh but there's some there is some insanity and then you get these people who are called quote-unquote whales who will invest like hundreds or thousands of dollars into the game more than that oh, there was a guy can't. i used to watch on youtube who played fake grand auto who every time new characters or servants no, would come out no, he would drop upwards no. of 10 grand oh god like it was just i would watch it just for the insanity i'd be like these guys are nuts like now i understand why the people watch you know ultimate <laughs> team card unboxing hey man. Un- unpackings and stuff you put that 10 grand in but that's a ta- they can claim that on tax <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, well, <laughs> that's true, isn't it? <laughs> you know, but it's just like it's. It, but it's not just like people who stream either. Yeah. Like if you ever if you ever get bored one day, find a gacha group or a you know find a gacha group on Facebook or Reddit or something, and mm. you will just see the amount of people who just pour thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay, so you're familiar with the concept of gacha and maybe a lot of people mm-hmm. at home aren't and, and I'm not too familiar with it. Can you, can you like try to explain it in like a, like a quick way? Okay, so it's basically like they're free-to-play games mm-hmm. that have, um, you know, they, they, they don't really have a common through line in terms of gameplay. They're usually some sort of strategy aspect, aspect but Genshin's kind of... And MiHoYo's previous works like Honkai and all that kind of trump that with action gameplay or whatnot. Yeah. But the through line generally tends to be the storefront. Yeah. Where the gameplay requires you to get new characters. Mm. So they're pretty much loot boxes where you'll have like pool you'll have like a, a pool of characters that you can buy with in game currency. Yeah. Whether you've paid for it or you've earned it. Yeah. There'll be a free there'll be a free one with lesser tier characters and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like so think ultimate team but for waifus. <laughs> That's like the dumbest way I can put it. But that's li- no, that's literally how it is. Like they'll make attractive anime girl, and people will spend money to get attractive anime girl. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's generally how well, it works. I mean, you could argue that loot boxes are just kind of like the westernized version of it, right? In a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the same thing for all intents and purposes. I mean, they just kind of they skirt around it. Well, it's like Pokemon generally- cards, like trading cards. Things like that, like it's been around for years. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's how they um, that's it falls under all that category. Like you play something like Fate Grand Order, where the characters are literally cards. Yeah. So you can make the like you when you get the characters, they are cards, and that is like, based on they're the presented as you know the, the Fate anime series, right? Yeah, the loosely the like broad, the manga. The, the type, no, not loosely. It but the Type Moon works as a whole. Oh, okay kind of like it's a big universe yeah so they've got a lot to pull from there but then you have and 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 that's another thing with gacha games they tend to be licensed yeah like you'll get like something like there's one there's a one piece one there's a bleach one yeah Um, well it's it's sort of like how like there's like a whole bunch of like mobile games that are pretty much the same thing but like one's licensed by you know one's like mortal Kombat, one's uh wwe it's like it's like that um that game of thrones game that Game of Thrones browser game that got um, flogged everywhere like a while ago. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. I th- you know what I mean? Like yeah. It was like at the start of every YouTube video had it. Oh, my it God. It was basically yeah. just those mafia games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even now, like those mafia oh games, God. like level, level one, crook. level 30, this is how mafia works <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I d- oh. I'm, I'm just relieved that I'm not the only person getting those ads. Oh, you're definitely not. <laughs> you know, Raid Shadow Legends. That's like that could be classed as a gacha game. Like I got the new one for AFK Arena. I think it's from the same oh. people. <laughs> Elijah, That's... look what I bought. Is that another RPG? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! I- I've seen that that many times. That is just. Like, oh. and the, the worst part is, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, right? And that hurts. <laughs> oh man, it's it's that, see, that's why I thought Genshin Impact was one of those kind of. I think people call them like meme games and stuff. Where it's like it's not really a game; it's just a thing that just exists on YouTube and well, and and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Except this is where Genshin's kind of like trumped its genre, I guess, if you want to call gacha games a genre. Mm. Because it's on it it's as far as gameplay goes, it's like the closest you'll get to a triple A gacha game. And it seems like people like it. Like people actually like playing it. Oh no, it's 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 genuinely a good game. Yeah. Like having play, having spent like not a lot of time but some time with it. Yeah. It's you know, it's legitimately you know, it's Breath of the Wild with anime characters. Yeah. Like it's legitimately fun. Well that's the thing, like I remember games like when I was a kid, like uh, you, you were about the same age as me, so you might remember like games like yeah. Gunbound and Raycon and stuff. These were like kind of these Korean, yeah, yeah, free yeah, to play yeah, games yeah, yeah. that cor- probably had like, the same yeah. ideas, just like in the early like two thousands and stuff. But the, now it seems like that's kind of becoming a more refined, yeah, yeah. And I think the mobile space really made that happen. Like, um, you know, Japan's had like awesome phones for like years and years, but I think like 
Well, gaming on phones in Japan, as like along with handheld handheld devices, is like normal. Is it the primary way? I, I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. it's, it's been like that for like two decades now. And well, it's, it's either that or buy a PlayStation. Pretty yeah, much, pretty much, and is generally how it works in Japan. And that's the thing, like with Genshin Impact, like there's so many, like there's millions of players in Japan already hooked on their phones, already like mm. used to these gacha games and stuff, and used to. Well, know, gacha games are huge, man. Yeah, like, they make bank just in japan 100 percent. and the thing you is know, like so we we just call it different we just call it ultimate team over here you know what i mean well that's literally what it is yeah. for all intents and purposes you know yeah like if you're playing i don't know like the the one piece gacha game yeah like oh my god instead of getting a lionel messi am i getting you know luffy yeah like and it's like <laughs> i want to see that crossover <laughs> I want to see the FIFA <laughs> Ultimate Team with like all the all the licensed gacha games and stuff. <laughs> just one big crossover. My my, my Messi is fire loot boxes. And my Messi's got a fire attribute. I want the one that's got ice. <laughs> Mine deals double damage to <laughs> dark associated characters or something. <laughs> oh man, oh that's 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 so funny. Um, I t- oh you know what. More power to them if they're selling. You, do, you make a good game. People want to invest in it. You know, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Well, that's it. Like the way I look at it is, it's, it's no different to playing a free-to-play game generally. Yeah. Like you play something like, you know, Planet Side Two. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, a fr- any free-to-play game that allows you to buy, whether it be cosmetics or, you know, equipment. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, and a lot of these gacha games, you don't have to spend money. Yeah. Makes it easier if you do. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to. And I, and I know that this is, like, completely, like, off-topic, but, like, you know, when we're talking about games that people spend insane amounts of money on, you you know, I was listening to another podcast and they pointed this out that, you know Star Citizen, right? <laughs> that Kickstarter for Star Citizen oh kicked boy. off in 2012, right? So that yes, game came out when the ps3 and xbox 360 were the current gen consoles so now we've gone mm-hmm. an entire we've gone we've skipped the entire xbox one and ps4 generation well you need to you need to remember i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the initial the promised release date for that kickstarter was like 2016 yeah as well it was it was like so really we're early well on. beyond that now. and the thing is like we've gone in an entire console generation We've ended one console generation, then we saw the end of another console generation, and the game still isn't out. <laughs> and it won't be. I, ju- I just... It won't be. Because, like, not to, not to turn this into a Star Citizen podcast, but the development of that game is a mess. It, it's too many... I think there's two... There's, there's a thing where... Yeah. Feature creep. Yeah, and... You know, no matter what project you work on and stuff, at some point you've just got to ship something. You just got to. There's a minimum amount, minimum amount of quality and features. Minimal viable products. Exactly right. You need that MVP to just just get it out. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but that's the problem that Star Citizen now has with all their stretch goals and their all their promises. You know, like yeah. they're never going to be able to. Like it's it's earned hundreds of millions of dollars in. In terms of like quote unquote, I mean, you go on their website now and they're selling like yeah. they're selling ship packages for like forty thousand US People dollars. Lying, man. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know and and I think it's it's that gacha thing of the 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 excitement the 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 thing you're paying for is not actually what you're going to get. What you're actually paying for is that anticipation. I bet that's what it is. Because as soon as you find out, it's not the same. Well. You know, yeah. When it comes to gacha games, it definitely has that slot mach- slot machine appeal because you never know what you're going to get out of the Maybe this is... I don't know if this is like that same thing or it's just... I, I don't know. I just don't know. No, I, I don't, I, honestly, at this point, Star Citizen, I think, is just... Um, I think not to knock the people who are excited or have spent money on that game, but I think there comes a point where you need to sit back and go... Like, when that game first got announced, I was going to back it on Kickstarter. Yeah. And in hindsight, I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. You know, because there was like, there've even been dramas with like getting reef. People want refunds. Yeah. And under Kickstarter's policy, you don't get refunds. I went to give money to it, but I think my money never went through because of uh, Hurricane Sandy that happened and then it affected oh, their, yeah, 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 um, yeah. their like their offices and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that was like in 2012. Yeah. That, ha- yeah, that, that, that happened like around the launch of Double Jump, like. That's that's how yeah. long, like double jump's been operating for 
eight years now star citizens development so for as long as star <laughs> citizens been relevant we've been around <laughs> well think think about it this way it got announced around the same time as cyberpunk yeah oh god and cyberpunk's yeah. post cyberpunk is allegedly coming out in like four days <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean they've been in development and even Jeez. then i'd argue that cyberpunk has been in less development time because they have not been making the game for eight years yeah. but like it's it will it will be to bring up Duke Nukem again. It'll definitely be the uh, new DNF did not finish. Yeah. Ah oh, well, well you know what? How about we uh, bring this episode to a close and you yeah, know, man. Let's uh, look forward to the week ahead. So, you know what? I think I think it's it's been a fun episode and people at home, if you guys wanted to weigh in on your thoughts about the discussions we've had definitely shoot us an email at podcast at doublejump.co always look forward to hearing from you guys and yeah dude yeah man have you been watching mandalorian i haven't started it yet because i want to binge it so i'm probably going to start it this weekend because i think there'll only be one or two episodes (laughs) left left yeah like i think um we watch we binge like the first four and then we watched five and then i think six is out now so there's two left so i'm definitely gonna Um, start this weekend yeah and we definitely got plans to do maybe like a a two part Mandalorian spoiler oh, cast uh, to definitely like maybe over the 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 Christmas break to kind of tide us over until we start again next year. So definitely keep an eye out yeah, for that man. on our socials. That'll be hype. That'll be yeah, hype. Yeah, if you if you if you want to find out when we're going to be releasing those episodes and when our articles go up, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even LinkedIn in some weird way. <laughs> Follow us on LinkedIn, you can guys. It's really Go over exciting. to doublejump.co. <laughs> go over to doublejump.co slash links. It'll take you to all of our various uh, pages around the internet. And yeah, if you if you guys like what you hear, you know, definitely consider becoming a follower or subscriber uh, to the podcast on whatever service you use. And, you know, head over to doublejump.co, read our articles, give it a like, share it around, leave comments. You know, we, we love it when you guys interact with our work and the discussions that we've got in our community because we've, We've got an awesome community and we're really proud of that. Yeah, man. I think we've got a really like, you know, engaged community. The people who are like, you know, you go through the Discord and that there's a lot of banter, there's a lot of chats, there's a lot of exciting, exciting game stuff. Thank you to everyone who's given us support throughout uh, this very, you know, kind of tough year. And, uh, you know, if you're in Victoria, uh, you know, welcome to freedom. (laughs) It's good, isn't it? (laughs) It's real good, isn't it? I'm glad that you're actually having some very busy periods and stuff because yeah, that's it. You know, the keep, economy needs it. Yeah, keep us employed, man. <laughs> exactly. Support keep, your local restaurant. Get out that's there. That's it. Go out. Spend a bit of money. Spend ten dollars on dinner. And maybe not. Maybe like pick up the food and don't go through Uber and stuff. Because no, no. If I if I can say one thing, Uber is Uber is evil. Uber don't, don't, menu log all that stuff. Don't go through. They that. take. You know support. Support the uh, the restaurants if you can. But yeah, Ty, hope you have a good one. You too, man. Thank you so much again for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you to everyone who was uh, watching us live or popped in here and there. Definitely always uh, appreciate seeing you guys <laughs> pop in. And- <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, look out for one another. See ya. Peace. Peace.